0: Hi, welcome back to Driving Theology. We've had a bit of a summer break. Uh, I don't think I've posted anything in several weeks. Uh, This will be somewhat of a special post, as I'm not on my usual route, but I'm actually returning from three days of uh, solo camping uh, at beautiful Inawashiro Lake. Uh, My family was... uh, in Hawaii, visiting my older daughter with Grandpa, and I had to stay here and do some work. I wasn't able to go this time. Uh, and so, at the end of that work day, decided to take a, uh, a few uh, a few days and go camping. I really love and enjoy camping more than uh, more than the other people in my family, unfortunately. Um, but I love being out, uh, away from all the hustle and bustle and, and in nature. And while this time God was with me, I found a, just a gorgeous place really didn't decide to go there until the day of, or maybe the night before, but, uh, just did a little research on my own, on, on Google maps, just looking for campgrounds. And I found the one closest to me that was on the lake. The lake is huge, by the way, it's about like a 60-kilometer drive all the way around, or about, I don't know, 35 or 40 miles. It's a natural lake uh, at about uh, 500 meters elevation. That's about, I don't know, 1,500 feet elevation, but it's surrounded by peaks of up to nearly 2,000 meters is the highest one, which is Bandai-san, Mount Bandai. Uh, it's a resort town or resort area. There's several towns around the lake, um, notably uh, Aizu Wakamatsu and uh, Koreyama are on each side of the lake pretty much, uh, and of course, Inawashido. Uh Yeah, so just a beautiful place. We've been in the area skiing several times. Uh, stayed in hotels while we were skiing, or just came up for the day and returned. Uh, but this is my first time to to camp by the lake, and especially on the south side of the lake. All all of the skiing was on the north side. I was camping on the south side. Anyway, just kind of, you know, put my finger down on the map and decided I was going to go there. And once I got there, found it was a great place. It was a free campground. I didn't need any reservations. In fact, as I was setting up. Uh, a group was leaving and then I was the only one left at this campground which is, uh, has a beach right on the lake and this water is very, very clear. Uh, I assume it's it's somewhat glacier fed, uh, at least uh, runoff, uh, you know, snow, snow melt runoff. Uh, from the winter, uh, the water was, was cool and refreshing, but not too cold. It was just really nice. And so anyway, I took my uh, my camping hammock up there and uh, stayed two nights. Got there Friday morning, uh, I don't know, about 9.30. And here we are, Sunday afternoon. It's about 11.30. So just over two days and two hours, just under two days and two hours, hours I stayed up there. Sorry for the extra noise, I'm going through a construction area, I'm working on the roads. So I'll try to slow down. Yeah, anyway, uh, so I'm heading home, heading back to uh, see my family. They get in this afternoon. Uh, my two daughters and my wife anyway, my father-in-law uh, went with them. He was gracious enough to uh, to pay for the tickets. And it sounds like they had a great time visiting my daughter, Anna, uh, in Hawaii. They got to go to Oahu and also the Big Island. My daughter lives and works on the Big Island. So anyway, yeah, I did some solo camping. And uh, I've only solo camped one other time that I remember. And that was just for one night uh, in a place a little wilder than this the first time I did it. It was not a campground per se, but it was kind of a manicured area in a forest, a place that had the grass cut down and stuff. Uh, but boy, this time was so much more pleasant. The first time I did it was kind of in the up on a, the top of a hill. There was no really water around. It was hot, hot, hot in the middle of August, if I remember correctly, about two years ago. I mean, it was fine, but uh it was kind of I guess scary in a way. It was uh I was a little bit more in the middle of the forest and completely alone and really, really hot. You know, in that kind of situation you hear every bump and every every movement and your mind can really go wild. Whereas this time I was at a a campground, uh and there was a a road that really wasn't used in the middle of the night, which is good, just a couple of meters behind me. Uh, you know, they had bathrooms, they had a place to wash your dishes and uh, so they had water. Uh, but the first night I got there, like I said, or the first morning I got there, I was the only one and I went ahead and set up my, my campsite. And after just a few minutes, another gentleman came, about, I think he said he was 64 years old We've uh, become somewhat uh, acquaintances or maybe even friends. His name's uh, Furuta san. Takeshi Furuta. Furuta Takeshi. he's from the neighboring town of Aizu, Wakamatsu. He's a retiree. He used to live in Tokyo. He was uh, in design. He did study design. Uh, I guess advertising design, something like that. And that's what he did in Tokyo for years looks like, so he's an illustrator or an artist of some sorts, uh, but really just a typical Japanese uh, grandpa, really neat guy. So the first night, uh, he ended up inviting me over and we shared dreams and lots of conversation and we were the only two uh, until just before we turned in around 10 p.m. a group of about 15 college kids came, a kayaking club who had driven all the way from Hokkaido, which is a long drive. Uh, they were doing some kind of a kayaking tour, and they were on their way all the way to uh, Tokyo. They're going to do kayaking somewhere in Tokyo. I can't remember the name of the river they said, but that's where they were headed. Uh, but anyway, till that moment, we were the only two on the beach, and they were a pretty quiet group. They weren't, they weren't too bothersome really, so we were still able to get a little bit of. Uh, you know, solitude and had great conversation and, uh, and so, yeah, we, uh, turned into bed that night. The first night was kind of a rough night, uh, but I slept well, eventually slept well. And, uh, next morning got up and, uh, the night before I had invited, uh, Huruta, 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 yeah, Uh, son, to kayak with me. I brought my uh, sit-on kayak, and it's a two-seater, so I had gone kayaking the first day. I was there by myself, went out for uh, about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, I don't remember. Did I think about five kilometers, probably at least one kilometer of that was just drifting with the lake, but... Really good place to kayak. It would be even better a better place to sail. Man, the wind was incredible, but I I saw nobody sailing. Uh, The the three days I I was there, two and a half days or whatever, no sailing. Saw lots of jet skis uh, and some 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 motorboats, speedboats. But not many. Yeah, but it's a big enough lake that I think everybody could you know share it and do whatever on it. Yeah, it was really really pleasant. Uh, so yeah, the place ended up being free, having great trees, big uh, cedar trees or some kind of pine trees, I think they call it Nihon Lutsu, just Japanese pine tree or something like that. Anyway, to hang uh, the hammock on, found a great place, a great view of the uh, the mountain, Bandai-san across the lake, and it just couldn't be better. We're on the south side, so under the trees, I was in shade the entire time, I'd say... 85% shade the entire time, just, you know, the, the occasional sun breaking through the, the spaces in the trees. Um, just had shade, had a wonderful breeze. In fact, the first night I got cold. I had to uh, put on some long pants and, and a light jacket and break out my, uh, slept in a fleece as well as a light light sleeping bag and finally got some good sleep. The first night I was pretty cold. But last night, turned in about 10 o'clock, I watched, a, <laughs> I wasn't really roughing it, but I did watch a, a, a movie on Netflix um, with Robert Redford, a movie with absolutely zero dialogue. Uh, now there's, there's a few, you know, a little bit of monologue, a, a little bit of, of Robert Redford mumbling to himself, but that's really about it. The movie had absolutely no dialogue about a man alone at sea. Uh, man alone at sea who just has some problems and, and uh, it's all about how he deals with the challenges that come up with his sailboat and he's somewhere I believe in the Indian Ocean. I assume he's uh, trying to do a solo circumnavigation of the globe, uh, that's my assumption. You know, Rock, Robert, this was made about three years ago. I'd never really heard of it. Uh, but a pretty good movie, you know. He's just kind of... Uh, in fact, the show begins with close to the end. The letter he's writing, kind of the goodbye letter to his wife. He decides to write and put a message in the bottle kind of thing. And so, yeah, the the show begins... Uh, and you realize that he has, he's lost it, he's going to, you know, he, he has, he's seen the end, he's seen his own demise, uh, and all hope is lost. Kind of a moment and he writes a letter to his family apologizing for the, for him, you know, not making it. And, uh, so yeah, really interesting movie. Um, and it's really just about the nitty-gritty of of sailing a boat and trying to trying to figure out how to stay alive step by step, and the the processes. And you can tell he's a man that really knows what he's doing. You know, at, at one point he has to to repair a hole in his hull uh, because he's run into a ship container that has fallen off a ship. In the middle of the ocean, and he wakes up with his boat kind of wedged into a corner of this ship container, and the container has dug a hole through the side of his hull, pretty much into his electronics. So all the electronics on the ship are ruined, and so he has no electricity, has no radio to call for help, and so it's just about his process of figuring out. You know, now that he is not going to be rescued. How is he going to uh, self-rescue? How is he going to do that? So he goes through the, you see the, the prior, the way he prioritizes uh, what it is he has to get done and what he has to do. Really fascinating uh, and interesting about, you know, it was, this weekend was about me trying to find solitude and then end up watching a movie about a man who is in a completely solitary environment. Now I didn't find that kind of solitude. Uh, you know, I told you I made some friends. Uh, made one friend in particular, and made the acquaintance acquaintance of some other people. Uh, some of the college kids I talked to a little bit, just about what they were doing. And, uh, but it was, you know, this. I'm I'm not a person who really does solitude well. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not really introverted, as far as I know. Uh, I mean, I have my moments of. To be alone as opposed to being in a crowd, and that certainly seems to be the case the older I get. And as far as uh, you know, personality types, I'm an uh, ENFP, which is apparently the most introverted of all extroverts, Um, so I'm on the extrovert side, but just barely. had a little, I really thought I'd be reading my book a lot. I really didn't have as much time to read as I thought I would. So much of my time was about preparing food.
1: In 500 meters, turn right.
0: (laughs) Sorry about that. My navigator is uh, navigating me. I was wondering if the voice was going to work while I'm recording, but apparently it is, so that's good. But you'll you'll get to hear hear her talking, so even now I'm not truly... Thank you. I'm not truly in uh, solitude. I've got my navigator to talk to me. Or at least tell me what to do. So yeah, I really don't do solitude well. uh, And I, spiritually speaking, I do do better when I'm around people. uh, When I'm in... Conversation when I'm kept busy, uh, and I really don't do well in solitary in my own home uh, or in my own environment. I don't do well, uh, and I really didn't know how I do this weekend uh, spiritually speaking. But uh, yeah, so. It, Wild truck coming down. Come on, man. So, yeah, when I'm in my own environment, I think I relax too much, I veg out too much. Um, And so, in
1: 500 meters, continue straight.
0: For me, uh, I think. Being out of my environment when I'm alone, I do much better. Uh, and I think I did much better this time than I would have been home, spiritually speaking. And what I mean by that is uh, just keeping my mind in the right place, in a good place. Um, Continue straight. And not uh, getting too much into, um, you know... Uh, just, just doing things for my pleasure. You know, if I'm at home, I'd probably would have gone out to eat every single meal. I would have watched 16 movies. In fact, you know, at the beginning of this week when my family was gone, I watched the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, extended version. <laughs> at least two of them were the extended version. Continue I
1: think, straight.
0: I think the first one was the original version, but the the second two I watched the extended version. So that's. You know that tells you how I do in solitude at home. Uh, I just sit in front of the TV the entire time. Well, for the last 48 or 50 hours, well, I guess you tag on the three hours of driving and then sleeping before that. Uh, you know this solitude. If you can, you know consider the let's let's say let's call, let's call it 30 hours. 60 hours, 60 hours, why not? The 60 hours began with watching Lord of the Rings, right? I worked on Thursday, came home, I think I took a nap, and then I watched Lord of the Rings, did a little preparation. I went out and uh, to a baptism of uh, an ex student of mine. She got baptized, which was great. Uh, went out to dinner with some friends, uh, and then came home and just started watching Lord of the Rings. And I think I did some packing. I probably packed up the kitchen stuff and the, yeah, I I guess I packed up most of the stuff I needed to take and put it by the door. Uh, You know, what I would have been doing if I was home the entire time would have been probably going out to eat uh, by myself most likely and uh, sitting at home watching movies. And you know, just just not the most productive stuff. So this time I decided to take the weekend to some solo camping and uh, took off for the hills. Literally, bypassing the highway, uh, taking the back roads. um, Really didn't know exactly where I was going or what I was getting into, but everything worked out great. It's a great place to kayak. Uh, there was nobody around telling us what to do. The, the place had absolutely no staff, and it was a very free place to, to camp. Uh, the second night, Saturday night, last night, a lot of people showed up. So on Saturday, I'd say around, I don't know, 9, 10 a.m. Uh, into the afternoon, people just kept on showing up, and I'm not sure how many uh, tents we had go up that night, but I would say it's somewhere Somewhere in the ballpark of, uh, I don't know, 15, 20, 15 or 20 tents. Uh, a lot of them families with children. In fact, right in front of me, between me and the, the ocean, I was on the tree line. And then there's a kind of a beach area. Uh, a little bit of grass, sea beach, and then more strict, strictly speaking, beach, I guess. Had two families come, and one family was a family of four—husband, wife, two boys. The other family was a family of three—husband, uh, wife, two little girls, and a boy. The boy was the oldest, I think. and they they set up right in front of me, one on the left and one on the right, uh, and just really neat families, man. They had all the all the fixings. They had the the tents and the tarps and the. Tables and the barbecues and the fire pits and the lights and the poles and the, the hammocks and the man—they had just just a full setup, kind of like we used to do when when our kids were young. Uh, and it was pretty cool, yeah. They had a really neat setup and uh, really neat families. I, I really appreciated the way the fathers uh, really put in the time to to play with the kids. And just work and get the whole thing set up, and the moms as well, taking care of the uh, the cooking and the washing and the, you know, setting up of their temporary homes for probably just a day is my guess. The family on the right came from Chiba, uh, and he even had an uh, inflatable kayak, uh, Sevler, which is kind of like the, he's uh, actually actually, it's exactly the same kayak that my friend from Guma, Ronald uses, so he had a he had a kayak as well. He set it up and go out with the kids and other family. They right off the bat, the three of the their kids on the who are on the left, they're from Koriyama, which is you know just forty minutes away. Uh, they, you know, had a great setup, and the kids were constantly playing in the water and on the beach and just having a great time. And, Family on the left was a little bit more reserved, not quite as boisterous and loud. But the family on the right—they were kind of a loud, fun family, and it was—it was really neat. You know, I, we've always had kind of a big family. Our three daughters. And we've had lots of people in the house, and lots of guests. So that I, I actually think that's why I rested a little bit easier the second night. Was because I'm kind of used to the hustle and bustle of uh, family and the. So it's kind of a nice, nice balance, I guess. It wasn't wasn't the solitude I was expecting, but maybe it was the solitude I needed. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, so this morning, I, I didn't really talk to the, the people yesterday much. I talked to the, the, the father on the right just a little bit about his uh, blow-up kayak. Um, I told him I had seen one like that before and I was interested in that. Uh, but really, nothing more than that. Uh, but the family on the left, we ended up going to wash some dishes at the uh, communal dishwashing place together this morning, and, and you know, I, there was kind of a line. So we were kind of waiting to get in to be able to wash our dishes. And, uh, I kind of opened up the conversation by, you know, saying, "I guess everybody had the same idea to wash dishes at the same time." And she said, "Yeah, ha ha ha." She said, and then she asked me a funny question. She said, "Are you a preacher?" It's like, wow, preacher. And I kind of hesitated to answer because the Japanese word for preacher is bokshi. And it's really forward of her to ask me that. But kind of interesting at the same time. And I, you know, my my ecclesiology or theology, I don't know where exactly this falls in, but my idea is that really if you're a Christian, everybody's, a, everybody's supposed to be a, a uh, bokshi of, of some kind, a preacher of some kind. We're all we're all called to work in the kingdom, and more often than not, in the Japanese way of thinking, the, the preacher is stuck doing all of the all of the work of the church, and once in a while he'll ask for a little help, but really it's his job to do all the work, and that that's a system that I completely reject out of hand. I deem it unhealthy. Uh, as well as uh, as well as not beneficial for uh, the quote-unquote lay Christians. I feel like it's a system that keeps them in an immature state uh, because they're not expected to have to do uh, the work of the kingdom. And on the other hand, the, the bokshi, the preacher, is expected to do all the work and that's something that's, you know, equally unacceptable, and equally, uh, equally not beneficial for them. It's a very unhealthy situation, I think. Um, so, anyway, so when she asked me that question, I kind of hesitated. I said, "Well, kind of." I am kind of, but not really. You know, I've never been ordained. I've never never. It's not that I didn't want some kind of title at some point in my life. I guess I when I was in the traditional church, I I would say I did covet the title. I wanted to be an elder. Um, but anyway, so I kind of hesitated. And I said. Do you guys have some relationship to Christians? And they said, yes. Or actually, the, the way I asked is, I guess what it would come out is, are you associated with the, with Christianity? And they said, yes. And I was very, very, wow, I was very interested. I said, oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, I was kind of, you know, shocked to hear, you know, the whole night right in front of me was a, a Christian family, and I, I will say that I noticed a calmness about their family. I said they were a little bit more reserved, but they just seemed calm and and, and, and peaceful. Uh, and the other family seemed happy and a little bit more boisterous so it was, you know it's kind of interesting anyway but I don't know that I sensed that they were Christians but they seemed very nice and very just like a very interesting family so but both did well I liked both families I would say had no problems with either so anyway after I washed dishes a few, few of the people that were there Kind of went off, and I was able to talk to them a little bit more. I, I tried to explain why I hesitated. It was because, you know, compared to a Japanese Bokshi or a preacher uh, or pastor, it depends on how you want to, depends on how your denomination looks at those things. I said, compared to them, if they were to look at what I was doing, they would not consider me a pastor. Uh, because i I really do so little I, <laughs> compared to them I, I don't take on all the I don't take on all of the stuff they do neither do I impose that stuff on anybody else uh, and what I mean is the, the normal daily ins and outs comings and goings of traditional church so much of it I've I've decided not to pursue uh, in my walk And in in the Christians that I gather with, so much of that we just don't even worry about. So, so that's you know I told them that's why I hesitated. I'm really involved in house church, uh, in simple church, uh, and so that's why I hesitated. I I guess I kind of am a preacher in a sense, uh, but not in the sense of maybe what most Christian Christians, the connotation that most Christians have of what a preacher is. I uh, talked to them. I, and so they, you know, I asked them what church they're going to. They said, "Well, you know." And, and the funny thing is, this is a Sunday morning, so we're both here. We are while most Christians are still uh, are, are in the middle of their their one Sunday morning, uh, their their one weekly mandatory event, which is worship service on Sunday morning. Neither one of us are there, and yet we're talking about. Uh, yeah, being Christians, I thought it was really fascinating. It was kind of kind of odd. And they said, you know, well, they don't go every Sunday. You know, they don't attend church every Sunday. I said, oh, okay, you know, neither do I. <laughs> and it was kind of interesting, but the thing that they, they talked about was that they were kind of looking for church right now. They were kind of looking for a um, looking for church. Yeah, looking for a new way to to do church or to be church or whatever. I, okay, I'm kind of rambling. But anyway, they, they did mention that they've been visiting a Mormon church. And I think what they said was they came out of the Catholic tradition. Uh, but I'm not sure. But it looks like they, they're visiting right now a Mormon church that have been studying about Mormonism. Um... You know, in
1: 500 meters turn
0: left if their path goes through mormonism then then so be it you know i just hope they continue to search for truth the problem is and, and i would say this even with most denominations the problem is is how you know how much damage can be done in that process how, how much will they be turned off or will they give up their pursuit of god in the middle of that In the middle of that, will they will they give up their Turn pursuit of, of God because of their experience in those churches, or will they realize that God is is not contained in any denomination, and and no denominations have a monopoly on truth, uh, and then
1: continue straight,
0: and then God can be found through any any belief and any denomination. I think I think you can follow uh, we follow. Uh, Find Jesus through any denomination. You know, I check that I think you can find Jesus through any religion. Because I think Jesus supersedes religion completely. Uh, I think people may find Jesus, and I and I know people are finding Jesus through Islam. Through following Islam, people have been led to Christ. Uh, and I would believe that through following Buddhism, people can be led to Christ. And I know for a fact some people who are following Christianity <laughs> are led to Christ. But it's never a given just because just because you are a Christian and you are in Christianity does not automatically mean you are following our risen and living Lord in your daily walk with Him, excuse me, or that you are daily walking with Him, or that you are daily taking up your cross and following Him. Offer up their names or anything like that, but they know now know who I am and how to contact me, and hopefully, hopefully, maybe they will. I would I would love to open up a dialogue and maybe um, come back up to Koryama and talk to them about about uh, about simply following Jesus. Really talk to them about Jesus. that's why I was, maybe that's why I went there. Maybe that's why the Lord led me there. I hope that's the case. And with Furuta-san, you know, we ended up uh, having drinks together, we ended up kayaking together, we ended up sitting down last night after dinner, uh, talking by the campfire. And this morning we sat down for another 30 minutes and just talked about this and that, mostly about camping. He's, a, he's been into solo camping now for about three years. Uh, Just an interesting guy, I really enjoyed meeting and talking with him and so I pray the Lord will uh, maybe um, lead me into some kind of uh, ministry where I can maybe even make the route of uh, Koreyama and Guma uh, uh, to see what Jesus decides to do in those places. that, Jesus, I pray that you use me there, I pray that you use me to help people find you, and that we can have people in more and more places walking and and talking with you on a daily basis, and living by the power of your divine life. Uh, Yeah, so solitude wasn't what I thought it would be, I didn't end up being... In complete solitude, I ended up making new friends and making some acquaintances. And I really didn't do anything overtly religious. You know, I didn't try to pin these people down or tell them about Jesus or anything like that. But I did, obviously I made an impression on the Christian family. They they somehow picked up that I... With Furuta-san, who I spent most of my time with out of everybody else, uh, with him, I uh, i don't know, I, he's in, invited me to come back and solo camp again with him, and I think I'd like to do that, just to, just to see where that relationship goes. And I've uh, found him on Facebook, and we'll be able to keep in touch for sure through him. Uh, with this other family, really the balls in their court, and they're they're seeking they're seeking uh, Jesus already. Um, may God protect them and all the, the perils that lie out there in, in such a task of, of seeking seeking Him and all the pitfalls that can come up. Spirit, may you lead them to uh, to a true walk. May you lead them to contact me if that's if, if if I am their their best chance at finding you. If I am their best chance at finding you, please lead them to contact me and give me the uh, the desire to follow through. Uh, sorry for the long pause uh, I think I'm going to cut this off it's almost 40 minutes which is about the length that I usually do this and I'm going to have to stop and get some lunch pretty soon so yeah, I think being in solitude this long uh, let's see what have I learned especially solitude and camping I've learned that
1: continue straight
0: thank you I've learned that a lot of your life can be uh, involved in preparation of food, and uh, that was interesting, and, you know, I didn't rough it completely, it's not like I tried to make fire from sticks, Uh, I did have uh, some charcoal with me, and I had a uh, fire starter, and I had a little camping gas stove, Uh, but just, you know, the making of food, and the preparation of food, and the the joy that that can be and the the way it focuses your attention, uh, it was so much less stressful for whatever reason. I don't know why it was less stressful than it is at home, than at
1: In home. 500 meters, turn right.
0: At home, I'm so involved in wanting to just veg when I get home, I, I give in to tiredness. So, I guess I have a right to being tired, but I, I think I could probably sleep better and sleep more, and, and really try to uh, try to be less tired and more involved in, in helping in the, the preparation of food and the, just the, the ins and outs of everyday life. I, I put so much of that burden, uh, oftentimes it seems like, on my wife, uh, which I shouldn't. I, you know, I should.
1: Turn right.
0: Uh, I should help out more. Um, and enjoy it. You know, I think there's a way to enjoy it. I don't know how to simplify that process, but for camping, Continue straight. All the dishes for solo camping are so small and the pots are small, your cooking utensils are small. and And you know, you cook and you eat and you wash and it's such a simple, almost a pleasant process when you do it alone, why, but when there's so many other people involved and the pots and everything are bigger and um, the task just seems so much larger, that's weird, it really shouldn't be such a big deal, I really should take more simple pleasure in that and I think, you know, in the preparing of my sleeping space and the the preparation of food and uh, simplifying all that I think was really look quite therapeutic for me and, and I want to take that back into my life at home. Uh, and that's one takeaway. Uh, the other takeaway is you know, solitude uh, for solitude's sake is kind of useless. Um, I think there are people that God puts out there uh, and he wants us to meet for whatever reason. And uh, and I think I, I did that. Uh, I didn't really pursue that, but it just kind of happened naturally. And Yeah, I'm going to think of a name for that family. And just Maybe both families. Uh, Hidari Kazoku and Migi Kazoku, maybe the, the, the left family and the right family. And just, you know, pray for them and lift them up. And, and man, if, if I could, it would be great to, to run into the uh, Family from Chiba, on the right, again, I, didn't, I should have left them my business card, I don't know why I didn't. Uh, the family on the left, I did leave it with. Um, I felt comfortable with that since they had kind of shared something. and I, I should have given it to Huru Tasan, and I forgot to give it to him. But anyway, I, he has my information on Facebook and I've already friended him on Facebook. So we, we'll see how that works out anyway so solo camping yeah the the simple life The simple life of uh, enjoying the nature that God has has put around us a little bit just the, the viewing of the mountains and the lake the clouds and the sky I think to simplify my life is. Uh, Message that I would take away from this weekend, and I, I would suggest that, that we all do that. You know, right now, the stuff that's in my car, on you know, this little car, I can really live with indefinitely, pretty much in almost almost all weather conditions. I need a few uh, additions for winter living, winter clothes. And, Underquilt, which hopefully is on its way back from Hawaii with my family, that's going to go on the bottom of my hammock. It's going to be great to see them tonight. I, mean, I definitely will. It'll be nice to see them. I'll appreciate seeing them. I miss them. Miss them terribly. Would have loved to have been with them in Hawaii. That's not something I really wanted to miss for sure. Um, it's going to be great to get back see them tonight and uh, yeah i'm just thankful that god has given me so far uh, a nice trip uh, a blessed time wonderful beautiful place Uh, if you if you want to find me on facebook uh, just look for michael dean mclean mclean is m-c-capital-l-a-i-n and you can see some of the things i do uh, maybe send me a message and say that you heard me on uh, on my podcast or whatever, and I'll be sure to friend you, but yeah, just some beautiful things. God led, led me to a beautiful place, and uh, just excited about that, and it's just beautiful people, and uh, Jesus, I just pray that uh, in whatever way, uh, if I'm you would have me uh, continue relationships with this people I just pray that you make that happen and make that known and leave it in your hands and not gonna worry about it and uh, yeah you guys uh, if you get a chance get get out of your routine get out in the world uh, go to camping and camping you'll find people that are interested in a more simple simple life maybe that who are uh looking for things. You know, the interesting thing about camping like this is that you really go out and live with other people. You, you go out of your home, which is a, a more substantial abode, and then you go out camping and pretty much you live together with everybody else. You're using the same bathroom. You're, you know, using the same washing area. Uh, and you can hear everything going on in the tent next to you. You know, there's really no privacy. I can hear the guy snoring next to me, which didn't bother me at all. You know, I could hear the kids giggling. And, man, the, the, the kids on the, on the right, the family on the right of me, they got up at 4.30. Go to the bathroom, and, <laughs> you know, that was kind of interesting. And But it was fine. I was able to go back and actually sleep another several hours after that. So, yeah, it was just a great time. So, uh, looks like we're recording at 48 minutes, still about 10 minutes longer than I expected to go. But, uh, yeah, that's my podcast for today. I hope you guys uh, will invite other people to listen uh, if you found benefit uh, in driving theology. And until next time, you guys take care. Bye-bye now.